0: Welcome sports fans to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services.
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley show on a Wednesday. It's gonna be fast and furious. Rangers baseball. I mean, my gosh, why wouldn't we want to stop down and and for just everything for Rangers baseball? That's going to start up, though, right at around 5.30 today, and we'll be rolling, ready to go there. But we got a lot to get to before then. We've got great guests lined up and uh, very excited about uh, all that we have on, including um, our buddy Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports. That's going to happen at 4.20 today. So if you got draft questions, yesterday, I loved it. We threw out something on the uh, CNC Collision text line, and like... We got like 15 responses immediately or 20 responses. It was so awesome. Love that you guys are out there doing your thing, interacting with us. And so if you've got an – it doesn't have to just be Cowboys. If you've got an NFL uh, draft question about any team, Petrie, some of the Baylor kids, JT Woods, Really, whatever you want to go with, um, we're going to be open to where you know we'll. Uh, I'll ask one, uh, one or two of your questions, um, especially if Aaron. I'm going to put Aaron in charge of telling me, "Hey, I like this question," or or whatever. And uh, if he give, if he feeds me a, one of your questions, I will definitely ask it. And then at some point, I'll give you credit on air. I'll say, "Hey, that was uh, that was Joe out in Woodway, Richard in Woodway. Richard in Woodway is one of my favorites." Um need to hear from uh, our man and our our some of our temple folks were great callers that hadn't heard from them in a while. We hadn't been taking we're going to take more calls. But I love your text messages 254 662 1660. That's 254 662 1660 and that is the CNC Collision Center text line. Okay, so lots coming up. Uh, as far as the uh, draft is concerned. And then of course, Rangers baseball. I, w- I, the only thing I'll say, Aaron, now the Rangers have been awful, but there was a, a moment of, of kind of where you just were, or like, Hey, that's cool. Where they, they won a series against the Braves. And I just got to say, that's kind of, that kind of got me, you know, pumped up a little bit. And, um. And, and, you know, the fact that they got out there, they had some decent pitching, hit the ball a little bit. They're also making some examples of players. Willie Calhoun was optioned out. Aaron, did you see that Willie Calhoun then started trying to demand a trade? It's like, no, oh, I okay. didn't even see that he
2: got optioned yeah.
1: out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Willie got uh, – they so they were going to – option Willie still had options to go to the, the minors. And so they are getting ready to option him, and Willie – because that's the way Willie's wired. Willie started uh, asking for a trade. And so I don't know exactly what's going to become of all that, but Willie Calhoun, who I kind of like, and I think, you know, in the right circumstances, could hit the ball a little bit, can't play defense, really can't help you at all in the outfield. I mean, a very a huge defensive liability. But Willie has just been right on the brink. You know, he's, at moments you think, oh, man, this guy can hit. And then you go, no, he really can't. And Rangers, unfortunately, have (laughs) several guys who are kind of in that 180 right now, 150. We're having a little issue with these guys, Aaron, getting to the Mendoza line (laughs) with this Rangers team. But, Aaron, I know you'll be right there, man, tuned in, ready for some Rangers baseball today. Uh, And that's going to start up at 530. But before then, we've got a lot of fun stuff to get to. And uh, we are so pleased to... Uh, Be bringing all of this to you. Uh, I want to remind you that if you want to see the show in person, we are taking it on the road. And that means that we're going to be at, uh, well, a place that I really like a lot. It's called Los Cucos. Los Cucos, a Mexican restaurant. And they got a beautiful patio. And hopefully, if the weather kind of holds up and everything tomorrow, we'll... uh, We'll be right out there on the patio celebrating. Tom Barfield, I bet'll hang around. Terry Tacker, Stephanie will be there. Mackenzie, uh, Leslie, a lot of our crew will be out there hanging out. Um, Aaron, for whatever reason, when you have a Cinco de Mayo celebration, our sales staff, yeah, our (laughs) sales staff tends to show up. So it's good. It'll be good to see them out there. But we want a lot of our listeners to stop by, and you get like. For, uh, you get like a beer mug, I think they're going to give you. There's the signature margarita, which uh, is on, you know, is a special Cinco de Mayo prices. And then some uh, food specials as well. Really cool day. It's just fun. I mean, Cinco de Mayo, it's a great day. It's a great day, and it's a great day to be on the patio at Los Cucos. And Aaron, as I was saying the other day, I know you're more of a hot sauce, kind of a uh, the 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 typical salsa guy. I love the green when they have, now sometimes they'll just be kind of a verde sauce, but then occasionally people know how to make one of those kind of creamy avocado, and they'll put some uh, serrano peppers probably in there. But Los Cucos does one of the best in town. And, uh, man, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Los cucos and they'll have that green dip out there. And I've been known, Aaron, to uh to, to go to Los Cucos and then as I'm 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 getting ready to leave, say, Hey, can I get about a quart of that? Can I get a little can I get some of that green sauce to go? And they'll and they'll go right back there and get it. Okay, good. It is time to talk to the executives of American National Bank. Now today, uh there's no telling what uh what Joe Nesbitt, CEO, has on his agenda. I don't know if it's some kind of adventure sport, extreme sporting. He, he just went on a long run. But um, Brian Fonville has returned from a rare vacation. And, Brian, <laughs> you you kind of have different goals than I do, really in life in general, but may, but certainly on vacations. And it sounds like you come from a family that likes to kind of have some adventure, go shoot the rapids, get in a canoe, do all that kind of thing. Where did you where where did you go? And uh, and and are you in one piece? Are you are you still in pretty good shape? Any any injuries to show for it?
3: Yeah, no injuries. I made it back safely. But uh, I tell you what, Matt. So just to answer your question, I was in Branson, Missouri, with my family. And if you want to talk about kind of a an adventure in a precarious situation try being in a canoe with a five-year-old in the middle uh who doesn't really want to sit still for you know two hours while you're canoeing up and down the river thought we were gonna tump over a couple times but no it was a great trip and i'm glad to be back
1: yeah it it, uh Now what is that? Is that Table Rock? Now, I know that lake, but what river is there right around uh, Branson? That, that's, uh, there's a beautiful resort out there that we've uh, that we've <laughs> when we went, it was like around I think Christmas time, and it was like the, the shining with Jack Nicholson. I don't think anybody was there but us. <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about out there by Table Rock? Uh, it's out near near Branson. It's a beautiful what is that place called? It's like a beautiful resort. Creek? Oh, no, bear now they do have like a golf course out there called Bear Something because uh, Jack Nicholas designed it. The Bear, the Golden Bear. But this thing is called Cedar Lodge. I think it's called so, so Big Cedar Lodge. That's it. Yeah, That's what it is. So, yeah, we yeah. we
3: actually I think we went bowling there one day. Because it rained one day. <laughs> and I, yeah. Is that more of the adventure that's up your alley? <laughs> yeah Unintended? I would
1: have been up for golf or bowling, not canoeing. <laughs> uh, in fact, I was once the uh, canoeing a, at Camp Ozark back in the day and I was in charge of canoeing Minnie Mouse in the uh, Disney Parade. and it was uh, it was a beautiful fireworks and you know it was the, they were playing the electric parade music from Disney. And the kids were enjoying it until I I couldn't get the canoe underneath the the bridge, and and uh, I almost caught the bridge on fire. It was not a good moment. And so all the other Disney characters look beautiful with at night with all the torches, but because I had almost set the bridge on fire, my mini was not lit. So yeah, it was. It brings back bad memories to think of canoeing. Now, Brian, you're a uh, accomplished musician. You come from a family of folks that play instruments and are part of orchestras. Your aunt is a big time pianist. Um, did you did did you partake in any of that Branson? Because for a big time symphony type guy like yourself, Branson's a little more homespun than than really your taste. <laughs> Did you find anything you liked out there in Branson?
3: You know, we really did not do a lot of that kind of touristy type stuff. We mostly hung the, – the weather was beautiful. I mean, I think the high on a couple of days just barely touched 70 degrees. And so it was really the kind of, you know, atmosphere where you wanted to spend time outdoors. Really the only musical thing we did – there's some diner, and I'm blanking on the name right now, where the, uh, the wait waitstaff uh, sing – uh, in between, you know while you're while you're being served and uh, that was that was probably the most musical thing we did. I was there with my five year old nephew and my uh, almost three year old niece and uh, they they loved it so oh
1: nice the the, the waitresses and everybody was singing to you. Uh, if I know okay. you, you may have joined in in some of the singing and uh, and <laughs> and took part in that uh, the, uh, the Fonville family just kind of up and went to, uh, went to uh, Branson, Missouri. Uh, it is bank shots, though, and, and one of the reasons we have these big-time bank executives on is because Central National Bank is the presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show. We're very proud of them. We think at times they're proud of us. Now, I, I was curious, Brian, the, uh, uh, in kind of your – you have you moonlight in several areas – one is you have been known to do some Crawford athletics and Crawford football, and I understand there's a really cool story coming out of Crawford that involves the tennis team, um, uh, and it's a young man, I think, that you covered in football. Uh, what, what, happened with, uh, what happened with Crawford in, in tennis?
3: Yeah, well, you know, when I uh, when I got the opportunity to start calling those foo- football games, I really, uh, I hopped all in on the Crawford bandwagon. It's a, the kids out there are great, the communities, it's a tight-knit community, and uh, yeah, Ty Williams, who was really a standout as a junior, so two football seasons ago on their football team that went all the way to the state semifinals, um, he was a super syntax first team selection. He finished that season with 121 tackles and just a really athletic, um, student. In fact, he made a great catch in that state semifinal game on a fourth and goal from the 16 where he had to out muscle out jostle uh, against the defensive back that kept Crawford in that game. But he, uh, he's had a blood condition for most of his life and, uh, he had to have open heart surgery, in the off season and he, uh, as part of that he had a successful procedure but as part of that his doctors told him that he wasn't going to be able to play contact sports like football basketball anymore and so he uh he decided he was going to switch and and play tennis and really in his first competitive you know tennis of his life from what i understand uh he played on the tennis team this year and he advanced all the way he finished second in the state which is a testament to just how athletic he is and uh and uh, tenacious and, and kind of uh, applying himself to, to tennis this season. Just a really uh, a neat and special story coming out of Crawford, and that's just representative of, of the many other fine things that are going on out there uh, at that school and in that community.
1: Well, I like that. I love it when you go local and uh, and uh, Ty Williams, good story there. And the last thing I was going to mention, Brian, we've got the uh, the leading. NFL draft guru coming up. You'll want to be by the dial for this at 420. Eric Edelm from Yahoo Sports. You'll like this because he'll have a comment on all the Baylor players. But um, I, was just, uh, I was just wanted to highlight the fact that Central National Bank is the presenting sponsor in staying with you and Joe's love of the theater and, and, uh, and music and everything. Music Man begins its three-week run uh, at Waco Civic Theater. So I um I, I, I hope to see that. uh And, uh, Brian, I'm a little bit uh, – are you going to play any role in that, or do you not have time to be one of the featured players in that the production?
3: You know, I will just be a spectator. I did play a show for them a couple years ago, and uh, they haven't bas- asked me back. So I don't know what to make
1: of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, whether it's 76 uh, trombones, I like uh, – I like it. Trouble in River City with a capital T, and it rhymes with P, and it bends with pool. I love all that stuff. River City or uh, Iowa, I mean, uh, you, you know, you ought to give Iowa a try. There's a lot of great songs, Rodgers and Hammerstein, the uh, the famous musical. So get out there, support our local theater, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Brian, it always goes too fast. I really enjoyed it, and um, it just uh, don't tell Joe how well it flowed without him, okay? <laughs>
3: I will not pass that along. Thank you, Matt, for having me on.
1: (laughs) Okay. There he goes. Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President, EVP, we like to call it, in the business at Central National Bank. Okay, the leading draft expert in the country is on with us. I'm talking about NFL draft next.
4: Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group.
5: Since 1949, the Niche
6: Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at NicheGroup.com. With the Niche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at nichigroup.com.
3: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy today with a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Highs top out at 90 degrees. We'll keep that slight chance of showers and storms in tonight. Otherwise, mostly cloudy. We drop to 71. And showers and thunderstorms are likely tomorrow. Some of these may be strong to severe, especially in the afternoon. Look for a high of 83. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
4: Recently on Game Time, Brian Dudley from the New York Post. Jason Garrett's
5: offense is a little outdated for today's NFL. It certainly was not
3: what Joe Judge envisioned his offense being. It was an arranged marriage that Jason Garrett's well-respected with the Giants by ownership from his time here as a player. Joe Judge's first choice as an OC was, ironically enough, his successor as head coach, Brian Dayball.
4: Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Keep up with Baylor Softball on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe have helped
0: Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel & Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations
6: in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White to your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. In the NBA playoffs last night, Boston beat Milwaukee 109-86, tying their series at one. Memphis beat Golden State 106 to 101, tying their series at one game apiece. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, Philadelphia at Miami with the Heat leading that series one to nothing, and the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns. Suns lead their series one to nothing. Mavs tip at nine o'clock tonight. Dallas Stars lost game one of the NHL playoffs against Calgary one to nothing last night. Baylor Baseball beat Tarleton 8-2. The Bears will head to Kansas on May the 13th to to face kansas state in big 12 play texas rangers are on a winning streak beating philly last night six to four rangers in philly tonight 545 first pitch and you can hear that game on espn central texas sports center every 20 minutes only on
4: espn central texas
1: Wednesday thank you Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram for what you do love that Grand Cherokee Laredo like getting around in that thing ah it is uh it is with great pleasure that uh, Eric Edome, the Yahoo Sports the decorated Yahoo Sports draft expert I mean this man has been covered up with requests I tried this year to just not stay on him too much but we, we got a coveted slot today, and uh, Eric, it's uh, great to have you, and congratulations. I saw one of the, um, I did not know there were like mock draft awards, but I, so now I do, and I just happened to see online that uh, that you were ranked like third of all the mock drafters according to this one service, and, and I guess what they do is kind of look at your your full mock or maybe the whole first round or even more. And so, congratulations to that. I, I, you know, you're. Uh, uh, I always like it when you're honored, and uh, and that's kind of nice.
8: Yeah, it was a surprise. I, I knew I was doing pretty well. I had no idea, of course, until the end of the weekend, just how well. I, I will say this: I, my first twelve picks were, were looking pretty darn good. After that, not so, not so, not so good. Pretty ugly after that. But you know what? <laughs> this is the kind of year where you get about seven or eight of them right, and you're uh, top of the heap, I guess.
1: Well, that's the deal, and uh, the way my old friend Rick Goslin used to choose to, to reflect yeah. it was how many did he have of, like, the top 100, and if he right. kind of hit on 88 or 90, whatever it was, then that was that was really the, the way you showed success. I think at some point we realized that nobody's just going to, you know, get the top 20 right. There's going to be some weird things that occur, but um, this was uh, rumored to be – one of the most unpredictable drafts, and uh, and I think a lot of that uh, played out. Now, of course, uh, Eric, we got a lot of Cowboys fans, so let's jump right into this. This Tyler Smith pick, number twenty-four overall. Jerry proudly put up his sheet that showed where he had everybody ranked, and and as only Jerry can. Now, you know, people did some work on this. I don't know if you've seen this. They enlarged it, and now we know. Yeah. To 34 of the 39, how the Cowboys had everybody ranked, which I would think for guys like you is kind of, I mean, I don't know if it's helpful or whatever, but it's kind of humorous yeah. at least, and it's kind of interesting to see how they ranked everyone. And and when you enlarged it, I got to say, Jerry was not lying about his love for Tyler Smith, but when we found out that he had him like at 15 or wherever, 16, doesn't mm-hmm. that seem like... Doesn't that seem like, Eric, sort of a reach to, for the Cowboys to have somewhat of a project offensive tackle? I know they'll start him off at guard, but a project-type right. offensive tackle um, at 15, at 16 on their board, that seems a little odd to me.
8: Yeah. I mean, they weren't the only ones. You know, I, I, I have done some calling around the last couple of days, and they were. I don't know that he would have lasted too much longer. I mean, I – Okay. You know, I'm sure Patriots are saying the same thing with Cole Strange, right? The uh the, the the true mystery man of round one. But yeah, I mean, um, my sense was that he very well could have been a first round pick below that or would have gone very early in the in the second round, the first handful of picks. I mean, I, I don't know that everybody agreed on that, but I think there was some fascination with him because he is this unusual specimen, long wingspan, you know, pretty athletic kid, ran a good forty. I mean, he was you know, when he's in shape, he's, he's very good. You see the flexibility in his, in his body and stuff like that. So obviously, you know, he was, he was a player that, you know, you watched the Ohio state game and the Oklahoma state game first. Cause you know, those are two of the best games they played last year for competition level. And it was a little up and down, you know, I thought the Oklahoma state game was, was a little rough at points. You know, the penalties added up pretty quickly. He's a bear hugger, you know, he gets beat and he's a grabber, but maybe at guard that won't be as pronounced an issue, you know, and, and you're right. He is still raw and he is switching positions. He's only played left tackle there since high school. So I don't know. I was, I was definitely ambivalent about the pick. There's no doubt. I mean, in five years, we can look back and say, wow, who are these these idiots doubting this kid? I mean, he's, he's that good. But we could also say, you know, they declined his fifth year option and now he's looking for work or something. So it feels like that kind of pick. I think
1: if we ever get to see each other again, Eric, it'll you'll call me a bear hugger. I may just put a big bear <laughs> hug on you, yeah, okay? I,
8: just, I like, just I'm, I'm, for, a, I'm a, you know, close contact guy. I can handle that, you
1: know? <laughs> Mostly putting the bear hug on you. I like that a bear <laughs> hugger, he likes to grab folks. I mean, the Cowboys just got rid of Connor Williams. I mean, the guy just—you know—he right. lost him in free agency. I don't think they were trying to keep him, and he had a million penalties. And this right. guy—I mean, you don't really want a guy at Tulsa. Now, they're not—it's not like they're playing horrible competition, but they're not playing SEC talent. They're not playing even a Big Twelve schedule, and, and, and the guy's going to have you know whatever twelve accepted sixteen penalties. That's a little—that uh, is a little concerning. By the way, I wanted to get a quick Baylor note in. Um, what did you think as you were? By the way, what's your what's your um, during the draft? How do you take all this mm-hmm. in? I mean, because you do all this incredible preparation, you're considered one of the best in the business. Oh, how you. do you how do you uh, how do you take all this in? Do you like to be on site or do you like to be uh, at home? Where do you how do yeah. you kind of like to approach this thing?
8: You know, i I've, I've done it both ways you know i was at the two drafts here in chicago where i live i went to the one in philly um the last couple years i've been remote i mean i will say it, it is nice to have kind of the the confines of home i'm used to working from home i do it quite often so obviously that's nice you know if i need to hit pause and you know go get a drink of water or something i can do it but you know, on site, you get the information a little faster, you know, they will bring the players out to talk, or at least they used to, I don't know if they still do that, but you know, I mean, I guess there's some advantage of being on the site. Plus you never know. I mean, obviously I was there for, you know, the uh, Laramie Tunsil gas mask bong night, you know, at the site and trying to run around uh, the auditorium theater in Chicago, trying to figure out what the heck's going on. And, you know, sometimes being in the moment is, is the, you know, in the the location of the draft, is pretty fun. But yeah, I mean, I will say it's, I I probably get a little bit more work done and a little faster when I'm at home.
1: I, you know, I learned my lesson the hard way at ESPN.com. They sent me every year and one year I was just like, I just kind of want to be out at the Cowboys. I, I don't really Uh want to go. And in like, by turning them down, it was like, that was my last trip, you know, it's like, Uh well, no, you, you stayed home last year, so we're not going <laughs> to send you anymore. <laughs> so I always like New York. I love the Radio City Music Hall, yeah. the whole scene and just being in New York. That was fun. I mean, it is great. It's become a spectacle. It'll be – where are we going next year? Kansas City? That'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. yeah that'll we'll be – that's, that's get, not that far uh, from you.
8: Fun town. Yeah, I, used to, I went to Mizzou, so I, I know that city well.
1: Oh, my gosh. You're part of the fabled – mizzou journalism school my Austria. gosh yeah yeah yeah. I, i've got plenty of friends that did that because they remind you anybody in the business from oh, mizzou yeah. they let you know that they went to that school eric edholm from uh yahoo sports now oh the one thing i was going to bring up before i got distracted there uh taekwon thornton the baylor kid goes to 50 you talk about so the kid you you mentioned strange that goes to the everybody's like whoa whoa what's belichick doing and right. same thing they did to Tyquan Thornton. I mean, no, no offense to him. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you liked him at the Senior Bowl. You you liked him at the combine. You loved his speed, but they took him maybe a round or two earlier than people had anticipated him going. Was that yeah. a was that a kind of a whoa moment for you when you saw Tyquan go off the board at fifty?
8: I thought he was going to get drafted Friday night. Uh, that was the intel that I had gotten when I had made calls on him. He was a top-hundred guy on enough teams' boards. I mean, you, you know, you're that fast. You're that rare of speed. Uh, and especially when I figured there would be a run at wide receiver, I said, you know, he's not making it past round three. I didn't know that he would go quite that early. I thought that was a little bit of a surprise. You know, I mean, there's a lack of polish in his game, obviously. But I think I think the whole – mantra for the Patriots. If you kind of look up and down their, their draft, they wanted athleticism. They wanted speed. They were a slow team by the end of last year and for at least for the last couple of years, you know, those big linebackers, they draft and everything in the big D line. And, you know, they had a couple guys. So I think for their positions are considered fast, but not, not compared to the rest of the league, especially in that Buffalo playoff game that had to kind of ring in their ears a little bit all, all off season. So you know, getting Mac Jones a deep threat was definitely on the menu. There were only a handful of guys in this draft who do what Tyquan Thornton does. Um, but that said, you know, in terms of polish, you know, there, there's still a lot of work to be done. I mean, I think he's got pretty good instincts. You know, I mean, he seems like a, you know, competitive kid. He, he worked over the middle. I mean, you know, he's just rail thin. Uh, you know, you, you've you got to find ways to get him off of press coverage. I don't think he's got the play strength to, to handle that. Um, and he may be somewhat of a limited guy early on. I mean, how many rookie receivers can you remember cracking the Patriots rotation? Not very many. I know it's a different offense. Josh McDaniels is gone. I don't know what their plans are this year. It's going to be, you know, there's rumors that Matt Patricia might be calling plays for them. I mean, it's a lot of secrecy and a lot of unknown. So I don't want to you know stamp a, an F grade on the pick or anything like that they may use him beautifully but you know it's going to obviously take a little bit of creativity and a little little patience with him as he develops
1: all right love I love those uh, uh thoughts and by the way this Baylor draft they had six players taken the University of Texas yeah. had uh, none I hate to point that out but yeah. uh I I would have to say that uh, Matt Rule I mean, a guy that's uh, – he may be a little bit on the hot seat going into this season, but credibility-wise as a college coach, I mean, he recruited all those guys. And so I, I, think, yeah. uh, I think he has to take a bow. And, of course, Dave Aranda and what he's done, and uh, he's yeah. played a, a big role in this too. Let's hit a couple of these Cowboys guys real quick. Um, I, I, and you know I love, like, Baltimore, what they do, Kyle Hamilton, or some stuff with Baltimore because <laughs> I'm a big DaCosta guy. I mean, there's some stuff they did that I really like. Uh, but Sam, uh, let's go with, uh, Sam Williams out of Ole Miss. Jerry cannot help himself. If there's a character risk to be had, uh, in the second round, he's going to take it. Uh, we just had a guy, you know, involved in a drive-by shooting who's still out there like lifting weights today at the Cowboys, who was second round pick last year, Kelvin Joseph. And then the guy out of South Alabama, Jalen Tolbert. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see what you think of those two players. And where yeah, they were I taken.
8: Mean, Sam, Sam Williams you're right I think the biggest question was the, the the character stuff and uh you know the uh uh allegations that that were were levied against him and everything I mean that you know what was obvious that he's a very talented player I mean he's a powerful guy he can blast right through tackles and and you know I mean get get his way into the backfield and had a terrific year last year, former Juco guy. I think he went to the Northeast Mississippi or something like that. So, you know, I think he's turning 24 this year, maybe early next year, but um, a little bit of an undisciplined player. I mean, no doubt about it, but he, you know, the biggest question was the, uh, and I forget the exact charges they were dropped. I mean, that's worth noting and I'm sure the Cowboys have mentioned that several times, but it was a, you know, like a sexual battery charge that, you know, I mean, that's a felony, right? I mean, so there was there yeah. was a serious concern about him um, back in I think 2020, if I recall. But yeah, I mean, a forceful, powerful edge player who, you know, if the, if the character stuff has been checked out and vetted and, and thoroughly investigated, and they didn't find any 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 other issues or anything else related to that, okay, maybe they got a player deserving of of the spot he was taken. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, I thought was their best pick value wise. I, I, I was actually a little surprised he lasted as long as he did. And uh, you know, I mean, he went down to the senior bowl and looked apart. You're always, you know, obviously South Alabama's played a fairly competitive schedule, but, and, and the Tennessee game was really the one where, you know, even though some of it happened a little late in, in a blowout, you still saw a guy kind of tearing up an SEC secondary a little bit and he can catch, you know, he's a three level threat. And I think he fits their mold too. So it's, It's a nice fit. I don't know if they play him inside, outside, but he's got a chance to win that third receiver spot. You know, James Washington's been a, you know, he's signed for like a million bucks. I mean, he's an inconsistent guy, hasn't ever really fully fulfilled his potential. So, you know, obviously that was a position I thought they wanted to hit and possibly early, Um, not necessarily first round, but I thought they'd get to it maybe in the second. So, Sounds like they just felt like Williams wouldn't be there on the way back, and they were lucky to get Tolbert, you know, and kind of scoop him up after he slid a little bit.
1: All right, and Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports joining us today, uh, firing all kinds of questions at him. Uh, Jerry also loves a good injury risk as well, and Mm -hmm. uh, Damone Clark uh, fits that bill, a a guy who had uh, spinal fusion surgery. You know, I know what that's like. I had the C1, yeah. C2. I'm not sure what Demone had, but you never, you know, that's that's a scary surgery. It's okay. I'm back playing tennis, but I don't have to go out there and hit anybody. Does um, uh, Demone Clark round five, or even uh, the Ridgeway kid out of Arkansas? Any of those picks do anything for you? I mean, I, I even I even am interested in Devin Harper because of where he played. Uh, you know, a Big 12 school at Oklahoma State. Any of those guys do anything for you?
8: Yeah, Jamone Clark, I mean, I thought he was kind of elevating himself into that top 50 discussion prior to um, the combine. I think it was the combine, if I'm not mistaken. They had the medical evaluation there. They noticed the herniated disc and recommended, hey, you better get this done. You know, this this could be a lifesaver for you, you know. And so, obviously, it was, it was done, you know, right immediately – there was fear talking to teams that, you know, he'd be a NFL, you know, a rookie red shirt that he would have to take a medical year. And there was no guarantee, as you pointed out, it's a very risky surgery, not risky, but, a, you know, very concerning uh, injury and the surgery that follows is, is pretty serious stuff. So, you know, there, there was a, you know, a slight chance, I think in some teams minds that he might never be the same. You're right. So, you know, obviously getting them where they did, this is a different level of risk than say Jalen Smith and his knee years ago. And, uh, you know, obviously Jalen was able to play and, um, you know, at least had a few moments before he was released, but Simone Clark is a, is a tone setter. I mean, he's a good athlete. He wore that number 18 Jersey at LSU. That's kind of a, uh, a, a badge of honor there. You know, it's, uh, the tradition they've now passed on year to year. It's kind of like the, the, the hardest working guy, the, the, you know, the best leader, the one, the guys look up to a lot of those the qualities. So, you know, I mean, he's maybe a little limited in coverage in some ways, but really good linebacker has that three down potential. I, you know, I like the way he moved at the senior bowl and, and Ridgeway too. I mean, th- there were really four nose tackles down there in mobile who I thought, uh you know, belonged to looked look the part. And he was one of them at three, I guess. Um, and you know, he's a I, what do you play Arkansas state before that? I want to say he's kind of a first and second down plugger, I, you know, good football player, thought he had a chance to kind of crack the top, you know, 125 or so picks. So I wasn't exactly sure where he was going, but I figured somewhere in that range. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's kind of a valuable guy on short yardage package, you know, goal line, that sort of thing. Um, And then also rotational guy to to help stop the run. And, you know, he's a hardworking kid. Uh, His his agent lives in Dallas, and I sort of fit for him comfort level wise. And, you know, I think he'll fit right in uh, pretty well.
1: They all live in Dallas. Okay. And you should, too. You should just move your operation right to Dallas. Okay. Or Waco. Waco's a great place, too. You could be near one of the fastest growing, you know, as far as draft production goes, you could be part of that uh, in that Baylor uh, realm. But, uh, yeah. Eric, it was uh, it was uh, fun. Hey, Petrie goes 37. That was fun to yeah. see him go. Uh, you were all over Petrie, you know, fairly early on and, and, and liked him. But that's going to be a – I mean, it, it's uh, – I, as I said the other day, I don't even know if the Texans can screw him up.
8: Oh, yeah. Well, I, and you, give yourself credit. I remember one year ago, you having me on, and we were talking about, you know, the 2021 crop, and you said, write this name down, Jalen Petrie. That's the guy. I said, all right. And I knew his name, but I didn't know his game all that well. And boy, you were right. I mean, he he did a little of everything for them. and. You know, with with, uh, Derek Stingley, I think those two guys are going to help kind of transform that Texan secondary. He'll be be a nickel. He'll be a safety. He'll be a box player. He's not huge, but he's so active and and so disruptive. I love his game. I mean, I think he's kind of that modern hybrid safety, even if he doesn't have the the biggest frame. I mean, I I really appreciated his game.
1: All right. Mention that to the Yahoo editors. I don't know if they, they, they may have forgotten me by now. By now, so, Mitch okay, <laughs> mentioned those good those good words. Eric, it was fun. Yeah. That was uh, always great, and you did a great, uh, tremendous job. And uh, thanks for uh, you're always great uh, to be on with us. And uh, thanks for all the great information. And we will uh, we'll talk to you soon.
8: Sorry we couldn't make it uh, happen sooner. I
3: appreciate you, man.
1: No, that was great. That was incredible. There he goes, Eric Edholm, uh, who does such a great job for Yahoo Sports. And uh, is their draft guru and uh, have known him for a long time and uh, became great friends at the Super Bowl years ago uh, after running each other on a media bus that took us somewhere. I don't even remember. Well, we became good pals, and the guy is just a great, great uh, analyst and a good friend. All right, let's do something we call Campus Confidential. Let's do it next.
7: Baylor, Big
5: 12 Softball, this weekend on 101.3 FM. It's the split series between Baylor and Texas to close the regular season. Friday at 6.30 from Waco, Saturday at 2 from Austin, then Sunday at 1 from Austin. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM.
3: A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What do John
7: Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie,
6: This is is ESPN Central Texas. Koki Family Farms provides the ultimate in custom
7: application and fertilizer for all your road crops and pasture needs. They are a distributor of fertilizer for farmland, grain, feed, hay, pasture crops, and vegetation for agricultural and farm supplies, along with growing and raising corn, wheat, and sorghum. Goki Family Farms is your local contact for LG corn seed and their performing corn hybrids and grain sorghum products. A proud supporter of Crawford High School Athletics, Goki Family Farms, seven generations strong.
0: Celebrate Cinco de Mayo at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco Thursday, May 5th. Order a signature margarita and get a free mug while supplies last. ESPN Central Texas will be broadcasting live from 4 to 6 on the patio. Stop by and register to win Texas Rangers baseball tickets. Plus, enjoy happy hour specials on food and drinks. Don't miss the party on the patio, and don't miss great food, great drinks, and a celebration of Cinco de Mayo, Los Cucos Mexican
6: Cafe, located off West Loop 340 in Waco. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison & McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com.
4: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
6: I'm Ward Weintree with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. In the NBA playoffs last night, Boston beat Milwaukee 109 to 86, tying their series at one. Memphis beat Golden State 106 to 101, tying their series at one game apiece. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, Philadelphia at Miami with the Heat leading that series one to nothing, and the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns. Suns lead their series one to nothing. Mavs tip at nine o'clock tonight. Dallas Stars lost game one of the NHL playoffs against Calgary one to nothing last night. Baylor Baseball beat Tarleton eight to two. The Bears will head to Kansas on May the 13th to face Kansas State in Big 12 play. Texas Rangers are on a winning streak, beating Philly last night 6-4. Rangers in Philly tonight, 545 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on
4: ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential. Our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: It is Matt Mosley. And it is uh, time for some campus confidential. The portal. The portal continues to be busy, even though in some respects, this thing's supposed to shut down on May 1st. I don't know. We still seem to have portal activity. Maybe it's basketball May 1st, but football, I don't know. But uh, it's... uh, we're still waiting to see now where this great player from Pittsburgh. I guess they have to be in the portal by a certain date, but they don't have to declare where they're going immediately. Correct. You know, it's it's. I guess that's the way it works. But uh, the May first thing kind of comes to mind. But in um, uh, by the way, Aaron, today, May fourth, my little sister's birthday. And so oh, happy uh, birthday. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mandy Mosley Loxton And uh, that you talk about no. you talk about lucky. Whoa, Aaron. I know you got sisters, brothers and everything. Whoa. I only had one, but man, I mean it was uh and and what I put her through, can you imagine Aaron? <laughs> I mean you see what I put oh, you
2: through. That poor but poor, four, poor woman.
1: Four, four years younger, you either it either breaks you or makes you stronger, and it it, it made her stronger.
2: Now, so, with that age difference, was she actually a freshman when you were a senior?
1: No, no. Okay, I she was, was in eighth uh, grade. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. We did not have, but now you know where we really like finally kind of became buddies was uh, when I was in law school at Baylor and she was an undergrad. And she was uh, an undergrad at Baylor. She was a tridel. And I married a tridel. So it was just, uh, and my mom was a tridel, by the way. So it was kind of interesting how all that worked out. But, um, yeah, we uh, we just, um, we went from kind of the whole sibling, you know, not always being the best big brother I could have been to very close friends hanging out all the time. And uh, I—it's a transition not every sibling makes, but uh, I was very fortunate that we made it. And uh, I—she's uh, she's the greatest. So this is a big day for her as she turns—I don't know, maybe I should even say—I was about to say, i uh, not, not yeah. really mention the age. Yeah, yeah. Might, I mean, I can guess because I know how four old you, you are. Yeah, four years younger than I am. So <laughs> she's still well, she's still safely in her 40s. She's not sneaking up on anything. All right, uh, Aaron. What else? Uh, what do you have for us today in Campus Confidential?
2: Ohio State athletic director Gene Smith on Tuesday was just throwing out ideas, Matt. And guess what? One of those ideas was
1: Gene Smith, Ohio State. What did he have? What do you have in mind?
2: He proposed that the ten FBS conferences operate under the umbrella of the college football playoffs instead of the NCAA and that the NCAA continue to host championships for basketball and Olympic sports. Just throwing out ideas, that's all. (laughs) Just a minor change to college athletics by removing the NCAA from football oversight. Honestly, I think it's a great idea. I think it probably should have already happened, but um, we'll see how much traction it gets. Like I said, uh, he's just spitballing, so to speak, but uh, he did suggest that the... uh, Because, uh, according to him, uh, the uh, reality is, quote, the reality is those schools who offer 85 scholarships in football have made a different commitment, and that needs to be addressed. And he thinks it should be the college football playoff that addresses, you know, enforcement and everything else for them while the NCAA continues to do basketball and other sports.
1: Yeah, I mean – I just don't know that the college football playoff, I mean, there's some, we've had major concerns with them too, they can't figure anything out, and they seem to be uh, not totally reliable in how they come up with things, so I don't really want them running that much anyway, I mean, can you imagine, hey, college football playoff, appreciate you guys, Bill Hancock, you've had a great career, now we need you to be involved in enforcement and do all this other stuff. Okay, so we're going to need you to monitor everything, make sure nobody's cheating. I mean, I guess the easiest thing about enforcement is that they basically rule that nothing's cheating anymore. You just pay the players. Tennessee's out there paying a quarterback $8 million. I mean, you just got to roll with it. Golly, SMU. They knew how it was going to be. SMU was way ahead of the curve all those years ago. We, we gave them the death penalty, and all they were trying to do was provide the template for what college football would look like in 2022.
2: Gee, <laughs> Speaking of uh, providing that template, that leads very well into my next story. As far as uh, getting money to college players before the advent of NIL, I don't think anyone was better than that If uh, than Barry Switzer was back in the day. He announced the One Oklahoma Collective, which will offer NIL options to Sooner athletes. He said, quote, we changed the game in 1981 at the University of Oklahoma football by being a pioneer for schools to negotiate their own contracts and generate additional revenue. We'll change the game again with the One Oklahoma Collective through NIL. Every OU football player will have an opportunity to earn between 40 and 50000 a year while positively impacting the community. So... They've got the right guy, I think, uh, in charge of their NIL fundraising in Barry Switzer because he's already shown that that he can get money to (laughs) student-athletes.
1: Barry Switzer. I mean, I'm all for Barry being involved. I love the guy and, you know, had him on the radio back in my Dallas days, and he's been on with us at ESPN Central Texas. And great guest, funny, funny guy. Tremendous college football coach, but I don't think I would put Barry in charge of like <laughs> racing. He knows who I to mean, call. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I, I just there's a lot that goes into that. Barry can be kind of the glad hander and all that, but I would, uh, I would keep him. I would try to keep him away from like the administrative parts of this, like any the parts of it that could get you in any trouble at all. I, I would just use. You know, Barry, to just visit with fund uh, with uh, you know the big money people. Go say hello to them, tell them some stories. But you do not need Barry like having any kind of say, doing any paperwork, or being any kind of administrator. I think that would be a hmm. a really rough move. All right, what what's our what's your last what's your last uh, tidbit of the day?
5: Well,
2: ESPN had a fluff piece on. Uh Texas football coach Steve Sarkeesian. But they kind of missed a big story inside that story where Sarkeesian said that uh, standout wide receiver Xavier Worthy turned down a sizable NIL offer from another Power 5 program to remain at Texas. As far as I, I can recall, he never entered the transfer portal, did he? So technically that would be tampering and a pretty big story, the second one in two days, but... They just kind of casually mentioned it about two thirds of the way through a, a, a really really positive piece on the UT coach.
1: Now, who say that again? Is that that worthy kid? Because I saw something about him. Is that who you're yes. talking about? Yes. Okay, yeah, pretty good wide receiver, freshman All American. Yeah, so somebody reached out to him and said, "Hey, come on over, and we will we will take care of you." Boy, to me, this seems like whoever's repping him is is trying to leverage and mm-hmm. get him more money at UT. But uh, good for them, good for them. Yeah, Everybody's guess, got got an angle. Everybody's got a play, and uh, that's that's what we're seeing here.
2: I guess I've, I've, I, I keep forgetting that you know they have agents now, so you can contact their agent um, without speaking directly to the athlete. So. Kind of yeah, a I workaround. Mean, we'll, I, think, I guess to we don't
1: we don't really have to go through SIDs anymore, <laughs> do we? Do we <laughs> Just call the H. David Gay's like oh, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, by the way, tomorrow, Matias, like the great you know the 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 Baylor tennis player, Matias is coming on with us. Nice. I think at four twenty and then uh Mr. Bankston. Over at Bankston Memorabilia, that great place. He's coming on tomorrow afternoon. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big day at uh, Los Cucos. Okay, next we're gonna visit with Chuck Cooperstein, who has the call Mavericks and Sons
4: tonight. That's next. Baylor Sports Beat weekdays at 7:55 a.m. and 5:25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Hi, this is Brian Reese, General Manager of Harley-Davidson of Waco again, inviting everyone to come see us. Spring is here, and it's time to get your knees in the breeze. All new 2021 bikes are on sale. We have 2022 models arriving daily with over 150 bikes to choose from and a huge selection of certified pre-owned Harleys as well. Harley-Davidson of Waco, located off of I-35 South and New Road, Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never ride alone.
5: In my podcast, Your Money and a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money
1: and a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify.
3: Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
4: ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM and 100.9 FM.
2: At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
0: Free Comic Book Day returns in full splendor for 2022 at Bankston's. Join Bankston's in celebrating their 21st year of Free Comic Book Day on May 7th. There will be over 20,000 free comics for everyone. DJ versatile, local artist, and the best of all free comics. With over 75 different titles, this is sure to be the best free comic book day yet. Everyone gets 25 comics this year, and if you dress up in cosplay, you'll get an additional five comics free. Visit freecomicbookday.com. For more information, Bankston's is your place for fun and
4: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show.
0: The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley.
1: What is Matt Mosley? The Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. And I'm getting ready for uh, some Suns tonight. I'll be on the patio, there's another man that's joining us now, who will be at the site. And Chuck, I can't help but think back on—I I was with the Dallas Morning News and in town on the eh, 2006, on the way to getting in those finals, and that would have been Steve Nash's Phoenix Suns. And man, I just remember all of that. Are you—are you enjoying yourself in uh, in the Scottsdale, the greater Scottsdale? Phoenix area, I mean, it, it is, uh, it's not, I don't think the heat has 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 gotten oppressive yet. By by the time that series happened, the heat had already moved in. How are things out that direction?
9: It's Chamber of Commerce weather in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> it's perfect. It is, not, it is a high of 94, low of 64. Uh, it's The sun is out. I've been by the pool the last three afternoons. I mean, what could be <laughs> bad? And there's basketball thrown in.
1: Are you putting the sunscreen on? Are you are you making sure yes. you got, like, SPF 50 or something like that on? I'm good. I'm good.
9: Yes, I am. Okay. Well, it's um, – I, 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 I appreciate you looking out for me, though.
1: <laughs> the last – what I remember is Dwayne Price got a spider bite – At the the resort where we were all staying, I don't know where you were. You were with the team, I'm sure. Yes. But but we were, in 2006, we were at a Scottsdale resort, and uh, we all had various, we all had our own hot tubs out back, except Chuck Carlton did not have as good a situation, but it was, uh, there were some interesting activities, and I remember playing some tennis, and it being very, very hot. But... Listen, this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun. Did you see the other night? I saw some of your Twitter comments. I mean, you didn't get you you don't you weren't swayed. Maybe like I was with the late comeback. They cut it to six with a minute left. Uh, it, It was still they just didn't play well. But again, they lost that game one to Utah. How are you kind of feeling? You've been around the team. What's the feeling? it certainly doesn't seem like to me there was anything that happened the other night that would have like, I mean, they would have liked to played better, but I didn't, I didn't think it was like the end of the world. Oh my gosh, the series is over. How, how are you kind of feeling heading into game two tonight?
9: And, and, and I, and I would say that too. Uh, I, I do think there's a lot of the skies falling. Oh my God, they lost, they lost the game and they lost like this. And Phoenix up 60% for three quarters and, you know, kind of took their foot off the gas in the fourth. And, you know, if Phoenix really gets into a, tight game where they got to play hard. The Mavericks don't have an answer. Uh, I'm not seeing any of that. And I'm certainly not seeing any of that from an attitude standpoint from the Mavericks. Uh, You know, their their history, their playoff history, even as checkered as it's been, the one area where they've been pretty close to spotless is in playing game twos. And especially after playing game two, after losing game one on the road, they've been very good uh, in that situation. Uh, Not the, you know, uh, when they, lost uh, game one against Miami in the finals. They won game two when they lost game one uh, in San Antonio. They came back and won game two when they lost game one by 38th, Oklahoma city in in 16, they came back and won game two. Uh, so, I mean, th- this is, this is not foreign territory for them. And obviously it happened in the Utah series as well. And I, I, I know uh, from the, their thinking that they're going to be good tonight. Now, again, is that good enough to win? I don't know. That's why we're playing the games to find out. I mean, Phoenix is a load. There's a reason why they won 64 games. There's a reason why they were eight games clear of everybody else uh, in the NBA this year. Uh, The the Mavericks have their hands full tonight, and they have their hands full in this series. But uh, listen, that's what this is all about. This is taking on the challenges and trying to answer them.
1: Luca was great the other night, you know, 45 points. You know there are always going to be some turnovers, but, uh, I mean, he's got to have more help. And we know it. Kaliba did his part. Um, I thought Dorian Finney-Smith, obviously from an offensive standpoint, was okay. Brunson, uh, like it or not, we now measure him differently even than we did like a month or two ago. And I mean, 13 points just doesn't cut it. I mean, he had that incredible streak of of the most 20 what 20 point games with with two turnovers we'll or fewer. Turnovers. fewer. Yeah, I mean it was incredible.
9: was yeah, but, like but you three- know what, Matt? It's not. It's not even the the twenty point that he's got to score twenty for them to win. It's again. It's just being efficient. He was six of sixteen for the thirteen mm-hmm. points. That what That's what was bad. No, if he makes a if he makes a couple more shots that you know ones they normally makes at the rim. Well, you know things are probably looking a little bit better for him than than they did. But he wasn't good. Okay, he wasn't good. Bullock wasn't good, uh, and Dinwiddie wasn't good. And those three have to play better. There, there's there's no getting around that. I mean, they, have you know, the Mavericks are are not the type of team that are good enough to just, uh, you know, allow Luca to score. And then, and then everybody else just stand around and watch him score. And frankly, I think Phoenix is more than willing to let Luca score 45, as long as he doesn't become a passer. You know, you, you, uh, you know, you alluded to, to Steve Nash playing with, with the Suns against the Mavericks, you know, back in Oh five, uh, there was a game in Dallas. It was Game Four of that series that uh, ultimately Phoenix won in six, where Nash went for 48. I mean, Nash, isn't, he's not a sc- he's not a scorer. He's looking to pass, and Luka really is looking to pass. And and guys then have got to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. And those guys did not, for the most part, do a good enough job of that the other night. So uh, that's you know they they got to get better there. They. They definitely have to, you know, get better at the start of the game. You can't fall behind 15 points in the first seven minutes and expect to come back uh, on the road against that team. Uh, it's one of the few times all year where the Mavericks looked as if the situation was a little too big for them, uh, and they finally got themselves settled into the game. And they they really did play okay for for a lot of the game, but they were just they weren't uh, they were just having too much ground to cover. Uh, so I think, to, I think tonight's going to look a lot different and uh, hopefully it looks a lot different because if it's the same thing as Monday night, that's not going to be good at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it will. I think they'll come out and I think there's going to be a different uh, uh, level of intensity from the Mavericks earlier. talking to Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Mavs who is on the scene in Phoenix for this thing. And um, man, that's it, a, uh, it's just a, it's an incredible atmosphere out there. Tell me, did you, when Aiden came into the league, we know where he came from uh, and we know what we thought he was going to be. Is, is he already getting to a point? Are you surprised kind of where he is right now? I mean, what's, what he's doing offensively, I thought he was going to be a rim runner, um, you know, protect the rim, do some good things, but now he's starting to knock down. Uh, perimeter shots, which are, uh, he's been able to
9: do that. Yeah. He was able to do that in Arizona too. Uh, I love DeAndre, Ayton. and I mean, listen, I'm a I'm a fan of centers. I'm a fan of the big. I think I know. playing as big as possible is usually a recipe for success. Uh, but uh, you know, the way the NBA is, I mean, you've got you've got your centers have got to be able to pop out and hit. Now he's not he's not necessarily shooting threes, but again, that team doesn't necessarily shoot threes. And that's what I think it, it drives the analytics people crazy. You know, I'm reading Zach Lowe today in the ESPN, and he's like completely freaked out that the Suns are as good as they are not playing the way the analytics people generally would want teams to play. Uh, they shoot a lot of mid-rangers, and, and Aiton does that. You know what? And Aiton's good in the low post. He knows how to punish uh, a mismatch, especially when he, when he catches it on the block. Uh, he's a good finisher around the rim. Good, look, he's shooting 68% in the playoffs got 63% this year. Average is a double-double. I mean, it's exactly what you would want an overall number one pick to do. I mean, he, he's done exactly what he was supposed to do. Now, again, he's not as trans, uh, transcendent or as, uh, you know, uh, just as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, the, you know, the uh, fireworks type of player that, that Luke mm-hmm. is. You know, he's, he's not going to bring down the house like that, but he's a damn good player, and frankly, he's the one player right now that the Mavericks don't have an answer for in this series. I think they can somewhat deal with Booker, did okay the other night, held him the 7 of 20. You know, Paul is just a pain in the butt, especially in the fourth quarter when you know the game's close. Guy just knows how to make plays. But I think they know how they want to play against him. Against Ayton, because of their lack of size, they really don't have an answer for him. And I'm curious to see what it's going to be like tonight. They have to hope it's like the fourth quarter when he went over 5 from the floor.
1: Yeah, you got one guy that's big enough to deal with him, but they never put him in the game. And Bobon, uh, he is in a lot of good commercials, talking to Chuck Cooperstein, uh, who's getting ready to cover that Mavs Suns game tonight. Uh, it, it's it's going to be I, it, there's there's so many uh, Chuck fascinating, you know, matchups in this thing. I think it's going to end up being a long series. Um, Luca tonight is there any is there any Phil And you've been to these shoot-arounds and everything. Is he? Is he? I mean, obviously, forty-five points. I mean, what he and John ja Morant are doing. By the way, just to take an offshoot here, real quick, Morant, are you just are you just like as stunned as everybody else? I mean, I we knew he was athletic, we knew he was great, but you never know how they're going to do, like in great playoffs. Sometimes it takes guys like a couple of years to get ramped up for the playoffs. This guy's already like sort of doing it alone. Uh, I mean, is is that one of the most remarkable things you've seen in a while?
9: You know, watching that
1: last night.
9: Well, how's he any more remarkable than what Luca's done in the playoffs? I mean, seriously. I mean, Luca's averaging four one hundredths of a point fewer than Michael Jordan. Now, granted, he's played set only seventeen playoff games, and there's more to come. And I, I don't think, I don't know if that is sustainable. I shouldn't say I don't think it's sustainable. I don't know if it's if it's sustainable, because uh, Luca Luca does Luca things. Uh, I think what we should be uh, thrilled about as NBA fans is that these guys at such a young age uh, and playing in such pressurized situations are completely unfazed by it. it, it, it this, the moment is not too rich for them. In, the, in fact, in many ways, is what they live for. And the fact that Moran could finish like he did last night and score the team's last 15 points uh, in a game that was highly charged, uh, really from the get-go after a, uh, you know, what Dylan Brooks did to Gary Payton and what, uh, you know, Draymond Green has done in this series. It's, it's been, uh, you know, that's been pretty wild stuff already. And for, for Morant to be able to do what he did, what Luka was able to do against, a, you know, a Suns team that was ranked third in the NBA in defensive rating, you know, it just basically torched him. I mean, he was just pretty much did what he wanted to do. Uh, it, it's, it's fabulous to watch. It really is. But as you said, I mean, Luka can score 45 and he can get 45 whenever he wants pretty much but it's on the other guys to make sure that they are available. And when, when their turn comes, they've got to be able to produce.
1: Yeah. And you know, Kleba's doing some of that. I mean, he, he had not been shooting well. And then he, in that last series toward the end, he starts knocking it in. It's amazing what confidence uh, can do for you. I mean, I, that, that's a player right there. I mean, at that corner three and what he's able to do um, is, is just enormous. and, well, no, I, I... you know
9: but the, the, th- the thing about Max is you know there are games where again like games two and three against uh, against uh, Utah uh, and and this game the other night uh, against Phoenix you know obviously it's lights out and the other th- and the other three games you know uh, or four games that he's played not not so much and again he he, he, he you you, you can't really count on him to do what he did the other night. What, where they got hurt the other night was, you know, the fact that Brunson wasn't efficient. It's not necessarily that Brunson didn't score 25 or anything like that. It's just that Brunson was not efficient. And I think really, I mean, he's the guy I'm looking at more than anyone else because Cleaver can run hot and cold. Dinwiddie can run hot and cold. Uh, Bullock doesn't necessarily get a lot of shots and he was in foul trouble the other night. So he wasn't going to get a whole lot of shots. So, Uh, I mean, you know, everybody, they they do all have to be, at least some of them have to be on, you know, of of those supporting cast players. If they're all on, then the Mavericks have a a fantastic chance to win the game. But Luki just can't do that alone. Brunson's the most likely guy to be able to uh, respond alongside him just because he's been so ridiculously consistent all year long. I mean, what what he did the other night was definitely the uh, that that was the uh, exception rather than the rule.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that that was uh, just an unbelievable performance, and we know the Suns are great. But like I was looking at some of those defensive rotations that they were showing, and Ayton was tremendous. Like the way they were the way they were handling defensive assignments and some of the things they were doing against the Mavs. Like I I, I just don't I don't think of everybody. I mean, we saw what they did against Gobert and they were in in, in in and they put they put the Utah in some bad situations and i think they're capable of doing that to phoenix but phoenix i think what we realized the other night it was a huge step up in in competition it it, it was a it was Absolutely. just an enormous and and i think it 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 startled them and as you said they settled down but it may have been too late and tonight they need to kind of rise to that level early on all right well uh chuck always fun and uh appreciate it. we'll be listening to you on the call tonight that's uh, uh nine seven one, the eagle and uh and that'll be great and just uh have a have a great time out there it's going to be a fun series and i think they do i don't know if they win tonight but i think i think they i think there's a different level and i think this thing's going to come down to uh to you know very close at the
6: end
9: Appreciate you having me. I think it's going to be a blast, and then can't wait to get this series back to Dallas and just have the American Airlines Center be bonkers for two games on Friday and Sunday.
1: Yeah, and by the way, six Baylor Bears in the NFL draft. Okay, uh, sorry, to say none, none for the Longhorns, but I did want to add that at the at the end here.
9: Why? I have nothing to do with the Longhorns. I don't. You know, that's not my team.
1: No, I'm sorry. Your son used to used to love the Longhorns and yeah, bring that my, up. So son, maybe that was
9: my, my maybe, son is not on the air right now. I am.
1: I know. I know. Pass it along to Jeffrey. I'll I'll text him as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no. The the uh, the Bears. We
6: just been and, excited uh, I, about. I did
9: see uh, Scott. Scott Drew was in attendance on Monday night, uh, along with uh, several other uh, Big Twelve basketball coaches who were out uh, for the for their spring meetings in Scottsdale. So uh, the the league was very well represented.
1: Yeah, bottom line is if Ish Wainwright is in this game, it's either it's it's not a, probably not a good sign for the Mavs. But he's actually he's a good story. And uh, and by the way, Nikki Collin, the new Baylor women's coach, was also in the building the other night. So uh, so some Baylor luminaries on the scene. You and Brad have a great call, and uh, really appreciate it, Chuck.
9: Thanks for having me, Matt. Take care. Have a good one.
1: All right, there he goes, Chuck Cooperstein. The Dallas Mavericks, the voice of the Mavs. Okay, we continue on here, and um, we've got oh, we've got something coming up. We've got Rangers baseball, okay? And uh, I know you'll be excited about that. Uh, Aaron, I mean, hearing all that, it's always fun visiting with Chuck. I like when Chuck comes back at me. I don't like the Longhorns. You know what Chuck is? A Florida Gator. He is a Florida Gator, huge Florida Gator fan. And, uh, and Chuck, uh, Chuck and I used to do a lot of radio together in Dallas. And when I was a kid growing up, uh, there was something called sports at six on WBAP. And at some point, let's see, sports at six, Galloway would be on, Randy Galloway would be on WBAP. Grew up listening to that. And then at eight o'clock, Chuck would come on and Chuck would take it to 10 o'clock. And that was sports radio in Dallas for the longest time. That was it. And the, the newspaper was such a huge deal that nobody could figure out why in the world Randy Galloway would ever want to spend time messing around on radio. And obviously he knew and he had a, gr- a good sense that it was going to become a lot bigger thing. But Galloway would go 6-8 to eight, and then Chuck Cooperstein would come on 8-10. to 10. And as a kid... Aaron, it won't shock you to know that I called in on one of those Chuck went to the ticket. That would have been 95. Anyway, I I remember calling in to ask Chuck about Baylor getting Odell James. Because that was a huge get for the Bears. Odell James was one of the top uh, quarterbacks in the country. May have been number one in the country. And he played for Coach Bob Alpert, God rest his soul, it, uh, uh, Aldine MacArthur is that Houston area? I guess it was, mm-hmm. and and then Bob uh, became a coach at Duncanville, and years later I covered Bob. He was one of the great characters, but he was Odell James's high school coach, and so I remember calling into uh, Chuck. So you can imagine Aaron when I show up in 2002 or whatever it is, 2003, to my first like Cowboys event. I'm suddenly covering the Cowboys. It may have been a couple of years earlier, and there's Chuck, there's Frank Luxa, there's Galloway, there's, I mean, it was just, it was just so wild to be in that world. I guess it would have been, now that I think about it, more like 2000, the year 2000, but my first Cowboys draft to cover was probably 2002, but lots of fun uh, to be had, and it's been a fun day. I mean, we got uh, getting ready for the Mavs and Suns tonight. That's a 9 o'clock tip-off local time. 7 o'clock probably out there in Phoenix, but we don't care about what time it is in Phoenix. We only care about our time. And that will be a 9 o'clock. And then uh, some great stuff earlier today on the Bears, on the Baylor Bears. uh, Tyquan Thornton going at 50, where Jalen Petrie went. Aaron, did you like that, the the great uh, – you know, Eric Edholm given given us a little credit for calling the Jalen Petrie thing for him. We put him on to Jalen Petrie.
2: Absolutely, I felt that I, would I, honestly I, that was a pretty proud moment. Because <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> he, right. like, as we mentioned, during, as you mentioned a couple of times, he is really, really good. I in the Twitter post of that interview, I, I referred to him as the Yahoo Sports draft guru, and I meant that he's really good at it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's good to have him on. Good to have chuck cooperstein on now we got to get you ready for some rangers baseball and what we're going to do is take you to first pitch and uh, rangers will be going tonight aaron will be producing that game you'll hear from uh, eric Nadell and matt hicks the whole gang so we got to sign off a little early i don't like signing off early but we'll do it we'll do it tonight because we're team players if nothing else and tomorrow we'll be at los cucos Want everybody to have a great night, and we will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock from Los Cucos in Waco, Texas.